What is going on, mere mortals? My name is John Solo, and this is the Messed Up Origins Podcast, the show where I take the stories and characters you treasured the most during childhood and ruin them with the truth. Now, Disney's Hercules is filled with a lot of great characters, and we've talked about the mythological roots of many of them on this show. But one fella I've neglected to mention very often is Hercules' trainer, Philatetes. I'm sorry, Phil. I've neglected to mention Phil very often, but there is a reason for that. His origins are a little more complicated than the other characters we've covered, and that's saying something. You see, the Philatetes from Greek mythology is a totally different individual than our pal Phil. Instead of being a trainer to heroes, he was a hero himself, a highly skilled archer who fought in the Trojan War, and his only connection to Hercules, or should I say Heracles, is that he lit the funeral pyre that killed him after he'd been poisoned by the Hydra's blood. Phil was actually based on two other mythological figures, Pan and Chiron. Pan was the satyr god of the wild, and like Phil, he was a horn dog that enjoyed chasing around nymphs who would often disguise themselves as trees to avoid him. But that's basically where their similarities end. As for Chiron, he was a wise centaur who was known for training some of the greatest heroes in the ancient Greek world. And like Heracles, he had an excruciatingly painful death, a death that was actually caused by Heracles. Chiron is the one that we're talking about today. Chapter 1. Chiron who? Like usual, let's start with the basics. Who was Chiron? Well, as I said before, he was the centaurian trainer of some of the greatest Greek heroes to ever live, but he was different than most of the other centaurs. If you saw my video about Hera, the queen of the Olympians, you might remember the story where Zeus tricks a guy named Ixion into banging a cloud that looks like Hera, and that from their coitus, the first centaur was born. Well, Chiron had a different origin story, and that's what makes him so special. His mother was the ocean nymph Phalera, and his father was the titan Kronos, the former king of the universe who also sired the original six Olympians, therefore making Chiron Zeus's half-brother. Although it may have been too complicated for kids, I think it would have been cool if Phil and Zeus were also brothers in the movie, because that means Zeus would have sent Hercules to live with his uncle Phil after getting in trouble with those people at the market, and that would have made Hercules the fresh prince of Olympus. Missed opportunity, Disney. Now, you may be wondering how a titan mating with an ocean nymph made a centaur, and that's a great question that I fortunately have the answer to. You see, like his son Zeus, Kronos also did a good amount of his thinking with his d and cheated on his wife Rhea multiple times. Well, on the occasion that he was getting it on with Phalera, Rhea suddenly appeared before them, and to get away without her noticing, Kronos turned himself into a horse, and this somehow resulted in Chiron being born with a horse's lower half. Now, what's especially interesting about this is that while we usually picture centaurs as having a man's torso on top of a horse's body, Chiron was often depicted with his own distinct form on Greek faces. He had the full body of a man from head to foot with a partial horse body attached to his backside, and he also wore clothes. The two theories behind this are, one, the painting simply reflect his portrayal in Greek theater, where costume limitations required a simplification of the centaur form, or two, it's because unlike most of the other centaurs, Chiron had divine roots. Regardless of whether he had two or four horse legs, Chiron's mother thought he was hideous and wanted nothing to do with him. And since by this point his father was imprisoned in Tartarus, he was left in the care of Apollo, the god of the sun and protector of children. Apollo educated the centaur in the fields of music, archery, hunting, gymnastics, prophecy, medicine, and herbs. And he would later go on to discover the fields of botanical and pharmaceutical studies. And because Chiron was half horse, half human doctor, this made him the centaur for disease control. 
Alright, I definitely plagiarized that joke, but I at least deserve some points for the delivery, right? No? Okay, moving on. Due to his upbringing by Apollo, Chiron also had a very different temperament compared to the other centaurs, who were typically portrayed as animalistic, <laughs> indulgent drinkers that were incredibly horny all the time. Interestingly, satyrs had a similar reputation as centaurs, but that might not be a surprise to you after seeing Phil creep on those nymphs in the movie. Hey Phil, nymph is not short for nympho, okay? Move along. Instead of Chiron being anything like his equine brethren, he was patient, wise, and fair, especially with his students. And speaking of his students, I'd say it's about time we talk about them and some of the heights they were able to reach as a result of his teaching. Chapter 2. The Students of Chiron. A lot of yeses. In Disney's Hercules, Phil says he trained some of the greatest heroes in the history of Greece. Odysseus. Perseus. Theseus. A lot of yeses. Well, it's no coincidence that in real mythology, Chiron has the same names on his resume, but what I found the most interesting is that Phil acts like all of his disciples prior to Hercules were complete failures, when in reality, that wasn't the case at all. We all know from Homer's Odyssey that Odysseus was a highly skilled and clever warrior who managed to outsmart the gods on multiple occasions and, after a ten-year journey, reclaimed his throne as the king of Ithaca. Perseus was the son of Zeus who beheaded the dangerous Gorgon Medusa and went on to become king of the city of Mycenae, and Theseus was the king and founder of the city of Athens, and he, similar to Heracles, completed several life-threatening labors that involved killing dangerous beasts. Phil acting like these guys were all failures makes about as much sense as him not believing Hercules when he said that Zeus was his dad. Zeus, the big guy, he's your daddy! <laughs> Read me a book, would you, dad, dad? <laughs> Zeus, once upon a time! <laughs> it's the truth! Police! If this was real mythology, Phil probably would have said something closer to, you too, huh? Another student that both Phil and Chiron share is Achilles, and as a matter of fact, the majority of the art that you'll see of Chiron includes Achilles, and may have even inspired some portions of the movie. The way Achilles ended up in Chiron's care was that his mother Thetis, another ocean nymph, abandoned him so she could live with her people. So his father Peleus, whose life was actually saved by Chiron years prior, brought Achilles to him to be cared for and mentored. Chiron taught Achilles about medicine, music, how to ride horses, hunt, and fight, and there's several notes about him feeding the young hero the entrails of lions, boars, and wolves. Not gonna lie, I kinda wish that was my diet growing up. I feel like I would've turned out more heroic. What I've gathered from reading some of the original texts is that this was Chiron's curriculum for all of the heroes he taught. There were some who developed specialties, of course, or who only went to him to learn a specific skill, but if Chiron was gonna raise you from a baby, that's what you were gonna learn. Some of you might recall me mentioning in my Hades video a guy named Asclepius who became so skilled in medicine that he learned how to bring the dead back to life? Well, guess who taught him in the field of medicine? Go ahead, guess. Time's up. If you said anyone other than Chiron, I want you to turn off this video and go stand in the corner. Chapter 3. The Death of Chiron you may have noticed I didn't really talk about Heracles in that last section, and there's a reason for that. As it turns out, Chiron didn't have much to do with his training. There's a few sources out there that list Chiron as one of Heracles' mentors, but I couldn't find any details about what that mentorship entailed. And yes, mentorship is a real word. But just because Chiron didn't play a major role in Heracles' life doesn't mean that Heracles didn't play a major role in Chiron's life, because he did. 
he killed them. So let me explain. Remember how Hera tricked Heracles into completing those 12 labors so he could be forgiven for killing his wife and children when she was secretly the one who made him do it? Well, during his fourth labor, slaying the Arimanthian boar, he made a stop at the cave of another wise centaur, Pholus, and had dinner with him. When Heracles asked for some wine to have with his dinner, Pholus gave him a bottle of some ultra-powerful brew the wine god Dionysus had made. After Heracles opened the bottle, the wine vapors wafted out of the cave and intoxicated the group of centaurs that were gathered outside. The centaurs got so blitzed from this that they attacked Heracles for no reason, and he was forced to defend himself by shooting them with arrows that were dipped in Hydra's blood, which was incredibly poisonous. Unfortunately, Chiron got caught in Heracles' crossfire, and the poison infected his bloodstream, causing him terrible pain. The worst part was that he was part deity, so he couldn't die and was forced to suffer. This is where Prometheus comes in. He was a titan who had defied the gods by giving fire to humans, and as punishment, he was bound to a rock where every day an eagle, a symbol of Zeus, would eat his liver, which would then grow back overnight, only to be eaten again the following day. Well, Prometheus suggested to Heracles that Chiron could sacrifice his immortality to escape the pain and free him in the process. So essentially trading an immortal life to give somebody else another chance at life. Heracles forwarded that message to Zeus, who took pity on his half-brother and released Prometheus so Chiron could die. To honor his half-brother and the trainer of some of the greatest heroes Greece had ever seen, after Chiron passed, Zeus placed him among the stars as the constellation Sagittarius. A pretty sad way for someone like him to go, and just imagine how guilty Heracles felt about how that went down. At least Chiron got a constellation out of it, right? Would you call that a constellation prize? You know, instead of consolation prize? Never mind. Now my question is, was Phil's desire to have one of his hero's portraits in the stars Disney's personal spin on this ending, or is it just a coincidence? Personally, I'd like to say it's the former, but I couldn't find any mention of it in the special features or anywhere I looked online, so can't say for sure. Thank you all for tuning in to the Messed Up Origins podcast. We're posting episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So don't forget to sacrifice the five-star and follow buttons to the algorithm gods to make sure they bless your feed with more mythological and folklore content. If you have any thoughts on this episode you'd like to share, like if you really enjoyed it or are dying to correct my pronunciation of something, hit me up under the Messed Up Origins handles on Twitter and Instagram. And to those who are craving more Messed Up Origins, feel free to check out other episodes episodes of the podcast or look up my YouTube channel called John Solo to experience the original episodes complete with visual aids and custom made artwork. Until next time, Solo fam, my name is John Solo and don't forget, John shot first.